it matches a set. My brother name is Tina Dollar. Stop all that back and forth over the net. My mama wish I would've went corporate. She wish I would've went exec. I still turn to a CEO, so the lifestyle she respect. Hey, two sprinters to Quebec. Cherie, who am on back? They only giving niggas plus one, so I never pull up to the Met. You know I gotta bring the set. You know I gotta bring the G block. You know I gotta bring the D block. Cause you know how sticky it get. Hey. 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 She want me to play with that cat. Hey. You already know what time it is. We back in this bitch. Episode 45. 45. Of the Sushi Boys podcast. I'm 800 number Shogun. I'm in the way, so let me get out the way and let me introduce my two favorites. I miss y'all so much. I had such a bad weekend, but I'm so happy to see y'all. First and foremost, please let me introduce the Desert Sunflower with all the power. You dig what I'm saying? The Ray Gun out in the sun, Miss. Bunny Rue, how do you do, ma'am? Hello, hello. It's your girl Bunny. Ish Bunny. Vad Bunny. Bitcoin Bunny. All them <laughs> You team. know what's up? The Sucio Queen. You know what's up? I'm here Man, today. Let them know. Put the Bunny back in the box. We need more let drops for you, by the box. way, ma'am. Oh, uh, Bitcoin Bunny. Hey. Stock always goes up. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right now, you know what I'm saying? Listen, they got to buy in. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? This is the early buy because when the value goes up, don't say shit and don't come around trying to cash in. Bling. You know what I'm saying? Get it one more time. Mm. Ma'am, you look lovely. Thank, Thank you. you for joining us. Of course. If I may introduce. A man blessed by God, the richest nigga in the South by Southwest, doing his best to say it with his whole motherfucking chat. Listen, I drop an album right now, but I won't because I'm introducing my cousin, Mr. Sloan Kettering. Sir, how are you? What's going on, family? It's the big homie Sloan Kettering. AKA Scott Addy favorite, AKA the great value, the great value Zach Fox, AKA <laughs> Lord of the Sugar Foods, Petty Sores Rex, the most dangerous of the Petty Sores. <laughs> Mr. L1, R1, XO, and I'm up out that jam. If you played Man with Vic on the cover of my people, then you already understand. And a nigga is always trying to score. Mm, love to see it, Kazo. Thank you for joining us, sir. We thank you. Thank it. you for having me. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Almost I'm didn't saying. think I was going to make it. I almost didn't think I was going to make it. <laughs> nah, Sloan always, Sloan always shows up. It don't matter what happens, he shows up. No, nah, that's the one thing it. I love about y'all the most is because y'all make this a priority so much. And I know anytime I need to like say, hey, what's the time? Immediate responses. And y'all let me know what time it is. It's been one of those weeks, man. Between yeah, just one of those weeks, man. We just 
We'll talk about that after we get into your introduction. So. Man, man, you know, you already know what time it is. Oh, five Lord minutes. have mercy. Don't even say it like that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know what time it is? Am I the meanest? Show it up. Am I the prettiest? Show it up. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Show it up. But who am I? Show it up. Who am I? Show it up. I can't hear you. You already know what time it is. Do not play with him. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's go. It's the boy. 800 number one Shogun. Number one in the universe. As always, protect your neck at all times. Otherwise, I'm chopping it off. Do not play with me. If you do. I don't. You already know. Curator of combo. You know what I'm saying? In this bitch. Uh, <laughs> One punch man with the tan next to the Yucatan liquor stand. If you were not outside for the 99 2000s, you would not understand. I was out there bagging aunties on accident. I apologized in advance. Sorry, not sorry. You already know who it is. It's your boy, Pablo Baldini, slide tackling niggas into the fourth row. Why? Because most dangerous defender in the game. I get the ball at all times, but if I take anything extra, meaning shin, calves, quads, whatever, that's with me. I own those now. Pele with the AK letting that whole thing spray. You already know where I like to put the shots in the upper 90 because that's where I like to place them bitches. If you only understood, sir, that was a goal. Give me my chance. So, golazo, golazo. And then when I place them up top, you know what they like to say? Oh yes! Right. Listen. Max and Bruce with the bubble goose. Keeping the nunchucks in the back pocket because they always stay loose. You dig. Skirt Reynolds. Pulling up on your motherfucking auntie right now. <laughs> Sup. Listen. Hotep about your chef. Grill is always on high letting all this shit fly because I like to cook the shits and we here with them today listen this is a special episode petty gordo is in the building and the 50 wait a minute hold on count my titles real quick had to come back actually it's 73 now i think so the title defense has been retained i got my shit back 73 time reigning petty weight champion of the world i'm here with my cousin reigning pettyweight champions okay in the mixed weight divisions just because we do that it's your boy petty guerrero play my music dj right 
right, my apologies. Sorry, not sorry. We out here rocking. You're we gonna just, just pull a little of this Drake back in the background. You know what I'm saying? You can drop mm. a little bit mm. of that up in there. Just a little bit. A wee bit, maybe. Hey. Let me Anyways, how y'all doing? What's popping? Bunny dog up in the building. Here we yakking. You're he's he's all up in my face. Dude, go. Like, go. What's up, yo? He trying to be on the pod. That's our first. Well, actually, our second animal guest. Yeah, <laughs> you know we got Chavez up in the building. He know he back in the back. Now Chavi right here to the next, right next to me, cause you know, ah uh, man, it's moving. It's a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying, man. Uh, last week was an event, man. Uh, he's talking about like, can you turn that down, something, sir? I got you. It's a smidget. Um, we was talking about last week how uh, how we played. We started the show with that Lil Wayne popped that pussy. That was for my uh, my brother, man, Marcus Thomas. He had passed away, and his funeral was this weekend. So of course, like anything involving death is hard. And then when it's one of your close friends that you never would expect that to happen. So it's been a difficult weekend processing my emotions and feelings. And on top of that, moving into a new house and driving out like 10 hours to the new house. So it's been a stressful week. Finally got all my uh, shit in the house because the movers came yesterday. They brought us all our stuff. So, like the next couple of weeks, I'll just be unpacking, putting shit back. But hey. I just, it's, it's just been one of those those difficult weeks. And then I didn't go to the funeral because I don't do funerals. I can't, I can't go to funerals. I don't like seeing my people like lifeless you know what i'm saying i like to remember my niggas how i last seen them and the last time i seen my nigga we was laughing and joking and having a good ass time smoking some reefer drinking the shit we normally do so uh i hate that he passed away man he was just getting his shit like he was finally getting his shit turned around man it seemed like right when motherfuckers get their head clear and get their shit going in the right direction something tragic happens and i out like how my brother uh uh aaron said it um dj aaron of the uh, a square podcast uh he said that our friend didn't like our brother didn't die he turned in the keys to the club he ran mm. and if anybody know him that was always his thing. He, he, we, we all worked together in a club, and he was the manager. And he would always say, "Man, I'm tired of this shit. I'm gonna turn my keys in." So he had just throw the keys on the counter and be like, "Like, uh, Sloan, you can run, you can run the club, man, because I'm tired of this shit. I'm turning my keys in." So DJ Aaron said said it perfectly. Like he finally turned his keys into the club. So. And how I put it on Facebook, it was like, yo, that's my nigga. I love you so much, bro. Just just keep my drink ready for when I come through on the other side because the party going to continue. 
Yeah, I saw that post, man. That was touching. And uh, I know it's, you know, that's somebody that was super close to you. Um, we've chatted off air and, you know, just being able to send that message because I know that, like, I felt like I was going through a whole bunch of shit. But at the same time, too, you get a lot of things that bring you back down to earth and make you understand that, like, what you're dealing with isn't so terrible um and other people are going through a lot harder things but you don't necessarily get a chance to see them go through it right or you don't hear them go through it so they don't publicize it to the public or 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 put that energy out there it's just they keep it moving and it's almost as if you don't even recognize when somebody's going through a tough time so um you know being able to have that chance to converse with you and I thought about that all all day and and pretty much you know since we had a chance to even come together and i was just like damn man like a lot of shit i think is is going left ain't really that far left right so it, you know it just puts shit in perspective um but i know for somebody like that to impact you know a person like yourself they had to be a, a really extraordinary human yeah my man's was a just a force of like energy like always smiling always the life of the party like if anybody can see the videos that i have been posting like the nigga is fucking hilarious when he's drunk and like even funnier when he's sober but like we always had a good time me and him are huge Chicago White Sox fans so that's all we talked about like you would catch if y'all saw us he had on a White Sox hat I had on a White Sox hat like the new uh city apparel jerseys the south side jerseys we both got them like that like we are I really didn't think about how this would affect me into the mm -hmm. drive from the old house to the new house because I had nothing but time to think. And I'm just like, damn, like, oh man, we we threw a little Wayne concert together. Like, we we would go out of town and go party and shit. Like, I'm really losing one of my eight school coons. And, and my brother would make sure when I came home, he'd be like, bro, pull up on me. We, we still at the club. And this was before the pandemic started. So like, he'd be like, just pull up, man. Just come see me. And I wouldn't even tell him I was coming in town. I'd just show up and he'd just be like, I knew you was coming. I just felt it. And, and as soon as I walk in, he'd get to pour my Jameson. So when he see me come through the other side, I'm on Jameson. Rest in peace. I'm sorry, Sloan. I know what it's like to like lose someone so close like that, like a friendship like that. So rest in peace and just, you know, hold them close to you. All those memories that you guys have. And he definitely yeah, gonna do. have that Jameson when you get there. Oh, you already <laughs> know that's coming, but you put, you put that man in your soul every goddamn day when you wake up and you just live in a space for him. Because I know that like, and that's the thing that I think is important too, when you talk to people about, you know, folks who transition, 
um you get to see who that person was through the deeds and personalities of the people that they've impacted for sure um people who leave this earth um too early that have made an impact on the people that they leave behind are definitely people that are um impressive or have like a great personality or like a giving or caring personality like i've lost i've lost several people that i held um close to my heart um and grieving is hard like it's such a hard thing to do so the best thing to do is always to remember them like to keep them close to you mm-hmm. you know like that's and it and it's hard for like people to actually do that because you have your stages of grieving and you go through a stage where you don't even want to see pictures of this person because it hurts so bad but it's the best thing to do to heal is to continue to embrace their memory and everything that they've left behind um because they if they've impacted us so much to to create such a pain and such a hole in our heart that means that they like gave us so much you know what i'm saying like right. they impacted us in a way that that gave us like re- return that love that we had for them yeah and i think um i th- i think like it, the people that you lose in different stages or whenever you know they transition i think the ripple effects of their impact show up throughout your life. But more importantly, I think it's your thoughts in in spaces of like times of need, right? Like I don't think you pull up thoughts of people who, you know, you, you are no longer with you and they don't come into a situation where like they're supposed to be there. But then the question is, like, how are they locked in that recess of point, right? And, you know, maybe they're shaking you out of something. Of, of But it's like energy, energy is neither created nor destroyed. It just turns into a different format. And... And that's so true. Like energy is always, you, you can always feel it. And if I'm understanding correctly, yes, like that's how... That's how that works. Like you have people that have impacted you in a certain way. And then when you when you feel like you need them, all that stuff comes back to you. Mm-hmm. Like um, my best friend's sister, she passed away um, when I was 21. And I, I knew her since I was five. Um, and her mom used to babysit me. So I spent a lot of time with her. Um, so she taught me a lot of being about being a woman, like even down to shaving my legs and, you know, like just, um, make sure that you, you know, your hair is nice and, you know, put a little mascara on or put a little lip gloss on, like, you know, just little things like that, um, that she taught me, uh, because my mom was always working and her mom was always babysitting me so she thought it was important for me to know these things Mm -hmm. and i always think of her when i'm like 
the feminine stuff you know the being a girl the being like you never know like she would always say you, you never know who's gonna fall in love with your smile so you know make sure you're always right. like smiling um so you know just stuff like that like even if we went to the store she'd be like make sure you 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 know put your hair up you know like you don't look like a mess you never know who you're gonna see there you know everybody somebody's always looking for your downfall so always look your best type of shit nah man but that's the thing about your people though is like when they're so they understand you so much like they they literally do leave uh, an imprint in your soul that no matter what it's always going to show up for sure for sure right. so right. sloan cherish all those memories yo bro yeah. i know you got too many to pull <laughs> and you got a rolodex of them but i'm so glad that those memories are there with you for the rest of your life yes yeah, rest it's, in peace it's drake friend. as drake would say uh nights i can't remember with people i won't forget so shout out to my nigga marcus thomas hey you know the vibe sir you are loved Cheers. you will never ever ever be forgotten and we will live on in spirit and actuality to uplift your memory as much as humanly possible you know what i'm saying yeah. we, we got to go get this shit because of people like marcus you know what i'm saying Fact. and on the other stuff like a brighter note like this drake album that we playing in the background is fucking a slapper and this would let me know that niggas ain't never done Molly and been dancing in the club. Because me and Marcus be in the club. You used to be in the motherfucking club. High shit off this shit. <laughs> Getting it in with the motherfucking people. Yo, and there's a video that you posted to him. There's a video that you posted to him that I'm like, oh, I could definitely, I, I can see myself doing this shit. And it was him behind the bar, holding the phone, just getting it all the way up the line. And I'm like, yo, that is, it, it, if I could see a video of who your man was and I could see why, yo, that was like the funniest shit. And I'm like, oh, that's me. I know exactly Duh. where he at. Just Duh, that, was the, that was the first time I started. I, that was like almost eight years ago. And uh, I, had a, I had a selfie stick and AKA the uh, group photo extension apparatus. Cause I was, I wasn't calling it no selfie stick. I was calling it, <laughs> it, was, it was a selfie stick though. <laughs> but it was a group photo extension apparatus, a GPA. Nah, you had a, you had a selfie stick. Okay. No, nah, nigga, I had okay. a GPA, okay. a group photo <laughs> extension apparatus. And uh, he grabbed it and said, nigga, this is a selfie stick and took off running with it with my phone recording up and down the bar. It's been nice. It's like we had pool league. This nigga would be dancing on the fucking uh, bar with one of the, uh, I would bring my WWE championship belt and whoever won got to wear it that night at the bar and at the club and shit. So this nigga standing on the, standing on top of the bar, running up and down the bar with the uh title on his shoulder talking about I'm the I'm the pool league motherfucking champion niggas <laughs> just like having a great time man like but like this Drake album shows me that niggas don't know how to have fun anymore like you remember 
like going to clubs and dancing and having a good time, leaving that bitch sweaty. Now you go to the club, you just stand there and stare at each other. Well, that's because everybody's trying to position themselves in some way to like be some other shit that they ain't. Nah, you know what I'm the, saying? Clubs, the clubs out here are still popping. I went to a club like two weeks ago and we were vibing to that fucking bad bunny. Well, hey, listen. <laughs> That's because y'all out there doing all the Latin things, which, hey, we want to be invited to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen. Nah, but I mean, the Drake album is a vibe, but it's not something I'm running to listen. Yeah, because you're playing Bad Bunny because, you know. Because I'm Latin? Well, no, Bad Bunny is just running things and he got some slappers too. Bad she Bunny's album. No, right now I've been playing... um. The Lupe Fiasco new album. I'm switching between that and uh, Pusha T still. Mm. Mm. I'm still on that coke rap. I've listened to Drake album a few times, but the shit that ain't left my, uh, excuse me, that hasn't left my Spotify rotation since Friday, they're breezy. Oh, yeah, that Chris mm. Brown is so good. And I want to make sex memories. I love that fucking song. <laughs> nah, that warm embrace. Want to wrap you in my warm embrace. <laughs> That's my shit. That one. And then, uh, can I get it? <laughs> I feel like I like three songs, uh, because I actually know a nigga that wrote the three songs for the out al- three of the songs on the album. So we're going to try to get him on the show next week. So, right, so shout out to my man. Let's play a song that he wrote. Uh, he wrote, uh, what's my, uh, what's that? Uh, Harder. He wrote Harder, Slide, and what's the other one? Uh, he updated that playlist, huh? Oh, yeah. He just, because he just wrote a few more songs they got just getting spinned. So, like. My man, yeah, I know. He sent me shout out, shout out to Marty McFlyer to you on Twitter. That's the nigga that also gave me the great, the great value Zach Fox monitor. He, he did. So like he wrote, uh, damn, that's the Drake album. I was looking at the wrong one. Uh, oh, I like that song. I'm gonna turn my light on, guys. I'll be back. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote "Forbidden," "Slide," and "Harder." Uh, let's see, let's see. Where's his placement at? So forbidden. Uh, Yo, he's almost like right on top of all his placements. But mm-hmm. so here's the funny thing, though, is that once you get to the second part, because this is just uh, definitely a double disc. Like right, 24 tracks. This is a well, at least in the streaming era, this could be considered a double disc. But he's sitting 16, uh, six track 16, track uh, 20, and track 21. So, and he's basically warmer brace. Um, is right before that, and then he's got a Tory Lanez feature right after that. So you know it's it's getting popping. Like I figure, like uh, when I be listening to it, 
I feel like the album starts over at Show It with Blast. And it goes mm. into a whole nother second half of the album that's more like a more, hey, uh, we finna uh, bump uglies and look at each other in the face. No, nah, you're gonna lay all this stuff down right now. Yeah, right. you're right, Sloan. That's exactly how it transitions. <laughs> Cause like right after, right after Psych, uh, psych Chick? Yeah. Whatever that shit is with Jack Harlow? I don't even pay attention to that. <laughs> Go right the blast. Right. Cause blast is killing it. But this this album is fire. Shout yeah, out I know party. it's fucking fire. We sure. was trying to get him on the show today, but my man's is busy. But like we definitely super gonna busy. get him. We got some exciting shit coming up, man. Oh I was just, my god, I cannot wait. Trying to get I've been busy, you know, networking. Trying to get this shit together, man. But we got some people that believe in it that's gonna pull up. So I'm with the shits. I we told, are I told with Marty. The shits. I told Marty that this shit sound like uh, how does it feel? How it starts. Cause as soon as and then that guitar in the background, all I hear is how does it feel? It's pretty close. Like, it's super close. It's super close, and I love it. A lot of the tracks that he has are, have that heavy guitar in it. And I love that shit. Mm -hmm. No, you're supposed to crack some off of this uh, oh, yeah, second half of the album. Yeah, you're supposed sure. to be in some, somebody <laughs> butt right now. <laughs> All up in them guts. And, and gentlemen, when you stick your thumb in her butt, don't try to stick it in there dry. Lick your thumb. And make sure yes. your your nails aren't long. Yeah, no. Nah, you know, play with sure it a little you. bit. Play with it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? A little, little rub. A little rub. You know, ease you get, your way in. Check your dexterity right. and your don't fingers, be sir. Make sure you stretch your <laughs> make sure you stretch your fingers. Okay? Stretch. If you don't if you don't crack and stretch your fingers, you're gonna regret it. Cause you're gonna come up with motherfuckers. This motherfucker <laughs> putting whole fingers in there. Well, ma'am, no. What I'm saying is, if, if you said stretch your fingers, your dexterity. You know how much finger exercises. You fucking fisting. You know what I'm saying? I don't forget her like this. You gotta chill. If I, you gotta chill. Yo, I'm not. It's mostly index. Mostly index, maybe middle finger. Flexi some, shit. Some might flex. do some too, right? <laughs> but you better stretch those three. If you don't, <laughs> I told y'all I'm out here doing the Johnny Manziel. Listen, <laughs> no, the bent finger. Show him the bent finger, Sloan. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the one that curves. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Me and Slum been potty together for too long. <laughs> bent finger. Yeah, Girl, what's up, guys? What are we getting into today? What oh, doing? my God. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to anything. Oh, I know we did. We, right, talk, right, we right, talked right, about right. the Drake Chris, album. Chris, 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 sir, can you calm down? 
Uh, we talked about the Drake album. We talked about the Chris Brown album. Now let's really uh, get to these verses. Oh my god, these niggas was terrible. You guys, it, it was just a bad weekend for male R and B shit. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, it was Yow. just that shit was insane. The fucking watermelon, you guys. Yo, you guys. Hey. I didn't even get to that part. I, I, was I like, never made it past Ray J. I, right. I got befuddled. I was befuddled. That was like I didn't even I didn't even watch the rest of the verses after the, <laughs> when Ray J walked off stage with the baby is when I was done. <laughs> he was like, I'm out here. I'm out nah. of here. I, I felt like Ray J. I was like, oh, all right, I'm out of here. Cool. All right, I, I really just need to know who this nigga is with the bad pitch. Was he on the stage? Sloan, that video Ooh. you sent you with the one about? dude. Oh, oh, give me on. That was that was the BT award. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. But, but yeah. that Ray J got on stage, and when he started doing that. The sexy can I dance and walked off. I said, Oh, give me that. <laughs> Let me have that. Give me that. Audio. Give me that visual. Thank you. You that can, shit you can was see what hilarious. I, that shit was Y'all can so see what funny. I did to it on b.savage.af uh, on Instagram. Y'all can go check that out and see what I all what all I doctored and added to it. But that nigga started doing that damn dance, and the first thing that popped in my head was. I just don't want to stop. Oh my god! See, they needed me. They needed me on the stage. It was so bad, yo. It was like Mario came up and bullied all of them. Yo, I really thought that I know Omarion's catalog. I I thought Omarion was gonna go crazy. Nah, Mario. Everybody underestimated Mario. But I know his cat. I know both of their catalogs so well, to where in my head, oh, wrap that nigga up, sixteen four. Nah, I turned without even trying. I turned it off after the watermelon, and he gave the watermelon to some shorty in the fucking audience. And then they showed Shorty like fucking five minutes later, and she was still holding the fucking watermelon. Nah, you gotta take that back, sir. Nah, you gotta take that back and get that out of there. If, nah, if I was in the front and <laughs> Omarion tried to hand me that, no, I'd be like, if nah, you I don't want that fucking watermelon, watermelon bro. slice. I don't like, want that shit. <laughs> it's not like a half slice, right? Where no, nah, they cut all the way down the watermelon, nigga. Nigga, could it like watermelon? Watermelon. It was you nah, play it was the insane. Stereotype. It was Nigga, insane. You could have at least got some pineapple chunks. <laughs> no, don't even want me on dice pineapples. He no. was he was yeah, trying he to was. say like he was eating pussy. Sloan. I don't. I just. I ain't never ate no pussy that tastes like watermelon. <laughs> never. Now I didn't taste some that had a hint of pineapple to it, but I ain't never had no watermelon coochie. That's well, that's what he was what trying to like. insinuate. I'm just that's trying to see what that'd be palette. like. You know what I'm saying? First of all, first of all, I ain't never felt, I ain't never had a woman tell me, "Hey, yo, you know this pussy like motherfucking watermelon." 
<laughs> nah, bro. He like why is that the f- I, that ain't nobody choosing, ain't nobody referring to their time out why is that the, i'm with sloan here why is that the fruit that you choose to be your sexual innuendo right like, are you, you are, eating a bbw or what that's what i was just about to say my nigga like why would you walk up you went to the biggest fruit <laughs> to try to be sexy, so you want the big girls, and I'm I'm fine with that, Omaria. I like yeah, the big cool. girls too. I am all about. I'm a chunky chaser. I love them, but God damn, I wouldn't walk up to if a nigga handed me, if I was a woman and a nigga handed me the biggest piece of watermelon I could. He just got through eating. I would think he would think I was a fat girl. I'd just be, re- I'd be offended. I'd be ready. Nigga, if you don't hand me a cherry, punk it a little bitch. <laughs> I, I didn't even, I didn't even think about it like that. I was just like so embarrassed. Like when no, he, and then he did, so and then he did like this little tongue movement on it. And I was like, nah, why? No, nah, why? Yo, why are we doing this right now? Like, why? <laughs> yo, you, you ever see? I was befuddled. Niggas- that that used to be cool, but somehow became washed, and they didn't realize it. All my friends. That is literally what I saw <laughs> on verse. And I'm I'm hey dog. I'm almost down that I'm washed as fuck route because I'm old. <laughs> I'm old <laughs> as shit. I'm just like ah uh, nah. I'm cool. <laughs> like like this weekend, motherfuckers was like, hey man, you should come out with us. And I was like, all right, cool. I went to this wrestling show, checked out Shane Taylor, and uh, uh, watched him wrestle, uh, talked to him for a few minutes, bounced, went to a karaoke bar for like an hour, and went home. I was, I think I was in the bed by 11. Mm. Yeah, no, that's not necessary. See, but that's the thing, though, is like when you know you wash, but you still dope, there's a difference versus <laughs> a nigga that thinks they dope but don't realize they wash. Oh, nigga, I know, I, I know I'm washed because I'm old. Look, the only thing that keep me young is these hoochie daddy shorts. I'm old as Outside well. of it, outside of it, I got on them, them hoochie daddy shorts with that old man uh, button down that you catch at Walmart. Yeah, with mm. all the floral prints. That's me. That's how you know I'm washed. Nah, see, listen, I got the hoochie hoochie daddy with the thigh meat out. Y'all can't even, you know what I'm saying? We can't. Oh, I got mine today, too. No, no, thigh meat. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thigh meat. Thigh meat. Listen. Uh, (laughs) You see it? (laughs) They literally showing me their thighs. Uh, Ma'am. I I had them out. I had my thighs out, too. Uh, old lady, I'm walking down the street. Old lady say, uh, big sexy, big <laughs> sexy, with your knees out. You sing, I'm married, ma'am, happily. Are you married all the time? Yes. Does your wife let you have friends? Only ugly ones. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Sloan, you calling me ugly? No. No, I ain't calling you ugly. I'm trying to tell that because we bitch friends. Because we friends. <laughs> but she don't know you. I'm trying to get this. Ugly bitch I'm just to leave kidding. Me alone I'm just kidding. So I can go home. 
Yeah, no, you got you got cat hollered, bro. You ain't even get called, bro. Man, she yo, that's flag me down. <laughs> that's that's fucking bold. Damn near hit you with a yeah. Hey, yo, my nigga with like, your <laughs> Hey, yo, big nigga with your knees out. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, I, I, had, I had went somewhere out here to go pick up my food. I have because like I have no food. Uh, we haven't gone shopping yet, so I don't have food. We I had to go out to eat, and I go out to eat, go pick up my food at this place right down the street. Old lady, old white lady, look at me. She's like, "You want something to drink, baby?" I said, "I don't really drink." She was like, "I'm buying." I said, "Shit, let me get a Tamara Sprite." With a little bit of uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you was out here bad, bad bitching it. <laughs> he was getting oh, if it. Gonna, if you gonna buy me a drink, I'm gonna look cute drinking it. Listen, uh, I don't know these these women down in New Orleans or around that area. Boy, they got some. They love this masculine bad bitch energy. <laughs> they with it. Yo, hey, shouty. With it. Yo. If I ever got cat called, where a woman said, hey, shawty. The boy, when you come down here, they be like, hey, baby, come here, baby. Let me talk to you, baby. Grab your whole ankles. Grab your whole wrist like you was Ray Charles, like they Ray Charles. Come here, baby. Let me talk to you, baby. You been eating, baby? You, you look like you hungry, baby. Man, come on, come on. I got some hormones. God damn, bitch, you got I'll hormones? I'll feed you right now. You know, they get, I didn't even know they still made them bitches. Come on, where they at? You making plates? <laughs> Man, I can't get down. some of that. Oh right. my gosh. Uh, okay, so outside more music. Uh, we also had the BET uh, Awards, which was a ghetto oh, mess. Oh, so I trifling. Love it. It was, it was it so trifling. trifling. Yo, but but what I folks got to. What folks got to understand is that black people do not own BET anymore. Exactly. Number it's one. owned by Viacom. N- number uh, number like one. Dog, like, like dog. Somebody put on Twitter, yo, Bob, Bob Johnson's assets got to be frozen for the way the nigger shit going on on BET. I said, hey, dog, we do understand that Bob Johnson ain't owned this shit in 20 years. Right. Ben sold the Viacom. Ben sold the Viacom. And sold that's it for a couple hundred million. Uh, that's why I stopped watching that shit. Right. But now, like, everybody's coming back to it. They got a different head. O- they got a uh, new head over at BET. They got rid of, uh, what's her name? Debbie Allen or the one that looked like she could have been Debbie Allen's sister or some shit. The right. light-skinned, short-haired lady. Now they got a different lady running BET. Uh, no, they they tried to bring everybody back. Like they brought Mariah Carey, they brought Babyface, they had Diddy and everybody and Mary Jane Blige and all that shit. They was trying to bring all the stars back. Kanye was there, and they like, weren't hitting on none of that shit. She, they like. Black Twitter was loving that shit last well, night. Well, Black Twitter like, went crazy because Black Twitter goes was, crazy on any d- It was like a event. family reunion again. I was having a great time. And then Giveon got on stage. 
Listen, listen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are going to get to this clip because I want y'all to hear how terrible this man sound. And I love Gibeon. I love Gibeon. <laughs> Same, but this Got is hit. insane. Because you was talking about, no, uh, my boy Eric was talking about the Gibeon album, and I haven't listened to it yet. And then I seen this shit, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to listen to that Gibeon album. It's pretty good. I listened to it. It's pretty good. Hey, play yeah. that shit, hey, huh? I feel Yo, you. I got you. Y'all I feel ready? you if you don't want to listen ready? to it. <laughs> I want y'all to really get hit to this Giveon, okay? Listen to this man and his vocals. All these days I feel like you be I break in a purse. Do you ever think of me? My man looked at the microphone like it was the microphone fault. Yo, and then tapped it. Like, no, <laughs> sir. So embarrassed. No, so embarrassed. Sir. No, Doug, sir. Doug, no, sir. Doug, you remember that, that, that part in Barbershop 2 where, uh, <laughs> where it said the entertainer character was sitting on the uh, train and the niggas was, he was singing with Avant and he said, he said, guarantee me. I swear, I wish, I wish my brother Tyrone was out of jail. He could get that note because your feet are going up there, but your voice ain't. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was. <laughs> you know, I looked at Gibby out. I said, nigga, your feet are going up there, but your voice ain't. Damn, mm. nah, that was bad. That was really bad. I didn't yeah. watch it. But I did catch like the clips of it and um, and somebody was talking about it on the court today, too. Yo, black Twitter is. Uh, listen, we ain't going to tell you how to find black on. Twitter, but if you come across black Twitter. <laughs> black Twitter went crazy on the BET Awards. <laughs> they did. And I, just, I literally they were going mad crazy on Lil' Kim, too. Oh, uh, why they do that to her? Uh, why did they do that, that to her? Like she normally do with that stiff ass dance. And then the, I think it was really something wrong with their production because like she came in a whole half a burst late on her uh on her performance. That's why yeah, I guess no, like Kevin and Diddy said, just... take it, you know, let's go, girl. Take your time, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, no, and, and they were just like talking about how she looks wild now. Like she looks so different. No, nah, man. I feel so bad. She was so cold. She used to be cold. But I think that's another thing. The I won't say I'll say America's standard of beauty, not not us niggas. <laughs> like I was like, I thought she was fine. Before I she thought started. she was fine too. Messing with that, but that's how I. Let, let me not get next. Because <laughs> Gibeon <laughs> did a great job. I mean, he did a great. He, that he boy tried. good. That boy he good. Tried. He made it up that second song. That second song, he he was he was giving on, but he was uh in that he first was song, not he him. Was, he was giving not. Uh, Give me all. wasn't giving. He was giving y'all. <laughs> Give me all. <laughs> Yo, that's it. That's it. Give me all. Give me all. <laughs> he wasn't give me all. He was give me all. Give me all. 
that's a good one. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's so bad. Yo, music was trash, bro. Music all weekend was trash, and I hated it. I think it was just, I had a good time with it. Yeah. If you was, <laughs> if you were looking for anything of substance, th- th- other than some wreck shit. After the, after the week I've had, the BET Awards. <laughs> was <leaving>. <laughs> <laughs> that was right on time. Oh, no. I, I smiled watching it on my phone. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the snippets I caught was pretty good. It was terrible. But after, yeah, to continue with this work, uh, looks like the government just keeps on government. Yo. You know? Uh, I'm disgusted. Like, how can they tell me I can't get an abortion? Like, well, what if this baby... Like why? They already what if told this... you because you have to be twenty five to get oh. you. You got to be like twenty five and uh, married to be considered to get your tubes tied, correct? And the wife got to ask the husband if she can do that. Am I right? Yeah, I don't know. This is this, the streets are crazy. Like my nigga, I, I'm no let me come on now, dog. Come on, give me back abortion. Well, what if what if your the baby is growing in your fallopian tube? And what if she a side bitch and you don't want her to, the, the wife to find no, out? No, that's not even like the the thing. It's just like this really fucks with women's health, you know? Like, yeah, okay, we can be funny about it and fucking be like, yeah, what if that's my side bitch and I don't want that baby? No, and, I'm not, you know, that's not even funny. I'm, but it's that just, is it's a just, serious situation. It is, but that's not really why I'm concerned about it. It's just like, why are you, why do you have a choice in my body like that? Like, that is my option. Like, what if, what if I can't provide for this baby? You know, like, what if I can't, you know, give this baby what it needs? Like, I'm already struggling. I don't have anywhere to put this baby and then these people are talking about adoption and there's like so many kids out there right now that are not being adopted. It's just like, it's just like, like, just be real about why you overturn this because you're trying to keep your suppression against minorities. Like that's what you're trying to do. Like, that's what, like you're overturning this. And this is the beginning of overturning things that are, are civil rights. Like, They're why, overtoning it why, because they don't want why, to lose the majority. And then they're they're trying to keep their Christian Republican white agenda. Mm. You know, like that's what they're doing. So perfect timing for this, and you are the segment <laughs> queen. Uh so this is something I saw uh which showed up on my feed um from a Trump backed Republican. Uh, Mary Miller says at a rally uh, at a Trump rally that overturning Roe v. Wade is a victory for white life uh, Mm -hmm. and says that she misspoke. Bitch, how? So let's get to it because I'm going to play this. Um, Yeah, so let me get that. Um, But I think it's 
I just want folks to listen to what she says first, and then y'all give me y'all's opinion. Because uh, how do you misspeak, right? How is it that you misspeak? And this is reported by CBS News, so let's get to it. Republican Congresswoman Mary Miller sparked outrage over her comments at a Trump rally in Illinois over the weekend. President Trump, on behalf of all the MAGA patriots in America, I want to thank you for the historic victory for white life in the Supreme Court yesterday. Wow. Her campaign says she misspoke and stumbled while trying to say right to life instead of her white life. Mm. Her campaign also adding Miller has the most pro-life voting record in Congress. Congresswoman Miller is facing a high-stakes primary race tomorrow against another incumbent Republican, Rodney Davis. After this weekend's controversy, Davis said Miller's comments were part of a pattern of disturbing behavior and referenced a situation last year when Miller made an approving reference to Hitler. She later apologized for that reference. Oh, good for her. Boy, I'm sorry. White folks out of everything. But, Good uh, for her. Understandably, like, let, let's just be honest and get to the brass tactics of this shit. Like, they overturn that so white women will stop having abortions. White women lead abortions. The, uh, over half of abortions come from white women. 60% to be exact are white women having abortions. That's why she said it was to preserve white life. Now, if they keep 60% of those abortions, they will stay on top as the majority. And that's what they want. This has nothing to do with women's rights. This is exactly to keep white people on top because they are not having enough white babies. And then on top of that, they're going to come after interracial dating so they can stop having mixed breed babies and uh, further uh, polluting the race. They want pure white babies now. But, like, we, we in for some shit. We are. We, we, this country is ran by motherfuckers that's over 65. The baby boomers won't fucking die. They won't. They just won't. <laughs> fucking die. these niggas are cockroaches they won't fucking die and it's fucking sorry, sad that all of our lives are in their hands you know like ugh. i don't know it's just disgusting know. it's so disgusting like i know so many people that have gotten <clears throat> abortions for so many reasons you know medical or you know it's just I can't have this baby right now because I can't afford it. Because and a you lot know, of like people we... will say, a lot of people will say, well, if you can't afford them, then you shouldn't be having sex. I mean, you're fucking human. Like shit happens. Like fuck you. Don't be fucking using that that that. Because uh, you know what? If your daughter gets pregnant by so and so who is black down the street and your kid is white you're gonna take your fucking daughter to get an abortion because you're trying to save life for yourself you're trying to save your face you're you're fucking whatever like oh my daughter can't be pregnant right now you know so and fuck you fuck you don't be fucking telling me to... like don't be fucking telling me that oh you shouldn't be having sex like life happens like shit happens and you know what 
we grew up in a fucked up way where we had to see things in a certain way. So that's why we think about it. Like, do I really want to bring a child into this life when I can't even give them what I deserved? You know, so like shit like that really happens. Like we really go through trauma like that. And then if you force these people to have these kids, these kids are going to have a bad life. They're probably, yeah, okay, supposedly they're going to be put up to adoption. The kids that are being put up to adoption right now can't even get adopted. You know, so it's just like, it's just fucking stupid. But and and, then they start doing all this like law changing and it's, we're still having all these mass shootings going on. Like these little babies just died a month ago and you're okay with saying, I am going to make the choice for women to not be able to have abortions, which leads to other things, just like what you said, Sloan, like if you want to get your tubes tied or if, you know, like contraceptives, like options like that, you know, just safety, like health, health issues. Like there's women out there who can't have babies because they'll die. They, their bodies can't handle what it takes to make a baby and have a baby. So, you know, it's just like shit like that, that is, is, is being controlled by the government, but having guns and having the access to all these mass weapons is okay because that's their civil right. But having an abortion because you can possibly die is not okay. Yeah, and then like it's it's a difficult thing as a man to even say because let me stay the fuck out of women's business. That ain't got shit to do with me. I as Tupac said, a man can't tell a woman when and where to create a baby. So, but apparently the government can. Yeah. Because we came from a woman. I'm I'm just like, I'm flabbergasted at this. This is 2022, not 1962. Exactly. Exactly. It seems like we're going back as a country instead. Yeah, we're digressing. And this is what um, the Trump era has left behind, you know, the the capability to do this, you know, um, by making the Supreme Court what he's made it. Um, So this is what that agenda has created. It's it's become the white America that they're looking for, (laughs) the MAGA. Um, the MAGA Patriots. Yeah, the MAGA Patriots, which is it's fucking gonna a, sad. It's going to be a civil war soon. Yeah, something's going to happen. Things are changing here in my state, in Arizona, which is huge because this state has always been a Republican state. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually a rally or um, a protest, not a rally, a protest um, by the Capitol. And... Um, People were tear gassed. I'm not exactly sure why, but I mean, obviously, probably just for being out there and they're just trying to get get them out of there. Um, and then there's like bricks being placed around the city where the protests are going on. So, you know, just like setting shit up, you know, for for failure. So 
um, this state is changing. It's going through that transition where people are trying to convert it into a democratic state, um, which is, you know, it says a lot because Arizona has been Republican for such a long time. This is a fucking really racist state. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. And you know what's wild, though, is that, like, you just see all the stuff in, in what's happening. But again, it's just touching points and topics which people don't actually pay attention to, right? Because the focus is on Roe v. Wade being overturned and not looking at the the repercussions of what that actually is going to mean for a lot of things that have been voted upon and now could be religiously claimed in a way that's unconstitutional. So people are looking at this as it's one particular thing, not looking at the connection and the dots that have been connected. Yo, I say this all the time on CDB podcast, yo. And the thing about it is, is people are so short-sighted in what they actually see that they don't actually pay attention to all the stuff that transpired within the, a, a short handful of time. And it's not like so short that they can't pay attention. It could be five years. So if you go just a little bit beyond a term of a president and all you think about politics is based on what the president does, and that's the only way that you get involved. You have no idea what's happening at your local, your your state, you, any of that. All you yeah. pay attention to is one time. Most people that I talked to didn't even know that you voted more than once every four yeah. years. You have you to. And, and even before that, like even before the four years, you vote for the people in your state, in your in your um, city and all that stuff. And it starts like very small and you have to go and vote to change things um, at a very small level, like the prelims um, and all of that. Like you have to be involved. Like that's where your vote really becomes a difference. Um, so you got to pay attention I'm, to that shit. I'll tell people I'm pro-gun, pro-choice, and pro-reefer. Anything else I don't give a fuck about? That's it. I like my guns. I like people to do whatever the fuck they want with their body. If they choose to do that, whatever the fuck with their body with me, that's cool too, as long as we consensual about it. And shit, live long and prosper. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, your body is your body. My body is my body. So what I do to mine, I wouldn't expect you to do to yours. And what you do to yours, I don't expect, don't expect me to do that to mine. Like, yo, what you do with you is what you do. And everybody should see it like that. Everybody want to mind their business until it's time to mind their business. For real. That's fucking true. You know what I'm saying, but it's 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 a touchy subject, and the only thing I'll understand is how women are just going along with it, like yeah, no more abortions. I'm like, I've seen that so much. You have a septic pregnancy, bitch, and then you gotta go to Illinois and try to have an abortion. 
a safe abortion. You know what I'm saying? Or you got to go to one of these states and try to have a safe abortion. But you know who ain't going to have no problems getting abortions? Rich people ain't going to have no problems. It's going to be the poor people. It's going to go from affordable, safe abortions to extremely dangerous ones. You you stop abortions, you, you ban abortions doesn't stop abortions. It just stops the healthy, safe ones. It's the same shit that they say about why they don't change the gun rules is because they say they're going to do it anyways. It's the same fucking concept. They're going to do it anyways. What's going to happen is that the the rate in, in um, women's death is going to go up um, because there's going to be a lot of women trying to get abortions and doing it in a way that is not safe for them and they're going to end up dying. Or there's going to be women who end up going through their pregnancy and end up dying because they can't, you know, have the baby um, because their body isn't, you know, producing the way the, the, the normal way that that, you know, they could be older. Like I know people that have gone through pregnancies and had to terminate it because, you know, it's either growing in the wrong place or the baby's going to be sick or, you know, you just can't have the baby because your body isn't capable of having the baby because you're older um some some health deficiencies that might be too much for the baby to overcome exactly exactly like you know like there's like their stomach not fucking being there you know like they're fucking just sitting inside a woman's womb you know like what you said a septic pregnancy you know, just shit like that. Or that topical happens. pregnancy. Like, shit. I'm, I, I see a lot of stuff because, uh, you know, like being a parent and stuff, when, when you're trying to have kids, you you see this shit more, and especially getting older, you're like, damn, damn this shit could be more prevalent. Exactly. And now, which I taking away good, like, they even telling people, like, yo, if you, if you got cancer, you can't, you got to decide between your life and the baby. So like, if you got cancer and you're pregnant, you can't get chemo or treatment while being pregnant is what they want to do now. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? So y'all care about more about a life that ain't here than a life that's here. Like some of these people need uh, WIC, food stamps, uh, uh, What's the uh fight not financial aid, but housing vouchers? And y'all don't want to give them that, but y'all want to make them have babies. And then Mm -hmm. y'all like y'all want to make us have babies, but you know what you're not making us do? Making us get paid more Mm -hmm. to support these fucking kids. Mm -hmm. First of all, it the fucking federal minimum wage is still seven fucking twenty-five an hour. Right. $7.25 Seven twenty-five an hour. The cost of living. If you are trying to get a two-bedroom house to rent, you gotta at least make twenty-two dollars an hour. At least, and at that's least. barely like making it twenty-two dollars an hour. I couldn't tell you how much a fucking gallon of milk costs because I don't drink milk for that reason. It's expensive. Like the fuck. I don't need to drink milk. I'm lactose intolerant half the time. Only time I drink milk is in macaroni 
and uh and cheese <laughs> that's yeah, it for sure yeah no shit is expensive and you're trying... and i'm going like, and it's getting like, more expensive you know like in 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 wasn't there just like a formula shortage and now you're exactly just, like, and you force some people produce. to have fucking babies yeah can't even produce food for the babies shit they talking about they were talking about that we had a scarcity of it was too many people on earth now y'all want us to have more babies this is insane this is insane the way that we are digressing is just insane it's disgusting it's embarrassing like it's embarrassing to be here you know like this is the country that i fucking live in it's crazy because Everybody thought I was nuts when I was telling everybody, y'all know what this pandemic was created for, to produce more humans. Oh, no, man, this wasn't good. I said, pay attention. It's going to be some shit that's about to start happening to where y'all going to figure it out because here's my theory, and I've explained this before, of why COVID happened. These young kids are saying, fuck babies. I'm not having no babies. Talk to a kid under 20, from 20 to 25. They talking about fuck kids. I'm not having kids. I don't never want to have kids. Fuck them kids. You know how you force people to have kids? Lock their ass inside. You know what baby boomers were? The result of the 1920 Spanish flu or whatever the flu was in 1920. COVID babies are the same thing. All it is, it's like, dog, if y'all pay attention to history, it happens every hundred years. Yeah, 18, it reoccurs. 20, 1920, 2020. We have a hard reset every 100 years. I don't know why. I don't know how, but it seems like perfectly every hundred years, there's a hard reset. That's true. And we are in year three of this hard reset. We are. We're we're about to go into a recession. And if y'all pay attention, that's how it goes. The first two years are, the first year is the the pandemic. The second year is trying to recover from the pandemic. The third year is what we're currently in is a recession. And everybody don't want to talk. Everybody's saying it, but we are in a recession. And then what's going to happen is everybody that I know are buying homes and they keep saying that, oh, man, the housing market is going to is perfect. It's 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 beautiful right now. And I'm like, no, nigga, the housing market finna crash. Mm-hmm. Right. It is. It's going to crash. Okay. It's- the interest rates are like way up right now. So it's finna it's it's about to crash. It's about to go down. So yeah, fuck the government. Fuck the well, Supreme Court. Hey man. That that's yo, we've been screaming this for the longest, and it's unfortunate that everybody else is starting to deal with it. But when we've been screaming it and y'all ain't been listening, steady laxing and letting stuff go, letting stuff go. No, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. But when it threatens your existence, 
now you look to everybody else to join in in the fight. So, you know, where are we at? Yep. That's exactly what's going on. But change starts with ourselves. But yeah, fuck the Supreme Court. Fuck the motherfuckers. And y'all be safe out there, man. Because we well, about to go, we about to go through some shit. Well, let's get <laughs> let's get on to something on a lighter note. You know what I'm saying? Cause we we gotta change it up. Sloan, you brought this to our attention, and I think this is important to talk about. Not as do important you? as do you really not as important as, as what we just got off <laughs> subject wise, but it's still something that needs to be addressed. Sloan, if you could uh, please. Oh yeah, you know, um my uh, I'm not happy with uh how the BBWs are being glorified while the BBMs, the big beautiful men like myself aren't being aren't being shown the same love i must say though that that just recently became a thing for the bbws it hasn't always been a thing no but yes you're right but yes you're right the bbms aren't recognized y'all need to show the bbm some love the big beautiful men such as myself uh Sloan is just gonna come up with slogans for y'all the hashtags for y'all he got the hoochie daddy shorts (laughs) the streets love the hoochie daddy shorts and then the fucking bbms well hey man listen we gotta give love to the you know thick niggas too i'm i'm working my way accidentally into some thick niggas yo pause (laughs) <laughs> pause. Yo, pause, yo, you can't, pause, you can't pause, say the thing. Pause, 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 that was insane. That was pause, insane. Yo, pause, pause. I'm so sorry. I'm Wild. So sorry. Absolutely. Whoa. That was such a flagrant. Whoa. That is a technical foul on my part. That's a technical foul. That is I was a here talking about the thick niggas. The thick. <laughs> he saw the girthy ones. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm a thick nigga too. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> like, uh, Aon was nigga, like, I'm, shout out. Like, nigga, I'm 6'2, 270. Like, damn, nigga, yeah, I'm a thick nigga. But I don't want you saying that shit out loud. You telling no motherfucker about it. Oh, that's a thick nigga. Uh, you're, what's the, the husky? You're husky? I, I, I mean, I'm not husky. I don't think I'm thick. I mean, I'm I'm well rounded. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm solid. I'm solid. I'm thick bone. I be you know I got milk. I got a good understanding. <laughs> I'm rooted. As I like to say. That's hilarious. Shout out to the BBMs. You know, I feel like I feel like we need more. More love, man. You know, you know, Lizzo out here doing her thing with the big bitches. <laughs> Yo, the BBWs are about to go out of style. Have you guys seen the Kardashians? They're slimming up. What, what that mean to me? I don't like name one of them bitches. 
Because they're the trendsetters. The only one I really liked was Kendall, but that bitch ain't crazy. <laughs> Every time Kendall comes up, I think of the fucking picture of her running naked. Wait, she was running naked? Yeah. And it didn't look very pretty. Oh, Lord Jesus. I didn't see that. Because <laughs> I think I think Kendall is the pretty one. Like, everybody, she the only one that ain't, like, fuck with her face. She the highest paid model in the world. Yeah, I know. You're right. She's the only one who hasn't fucked with her face. Um, the bitch, like... Six seven corny corny and Chloe too for a while they hadn't fucked with their face and then they started fucking with their face. Chloe looked like a whole nother person. Yeah. She, she looked does. like a new person every year. She just transforms. Well, the poor thing goes through a lot, you know, with Tristan talking. So a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then the funny shit is like everybody be like, she ain't gonna never leave that NBA player. He got he got bags. I'm like, that bitch got an ultra bag. For real. Two of her, two of her sisters him. are billionaires. She don't need his money. She don't the need fuck? him. She, stay, she just like niggas that's just fucked up like that. She stayed with a crackhead for years. Mm-hmm. She did. But... Like, just let's, let's call a spade a spade. The bitch can't pick a nigga. We all got mm-hmm. friends that can't pick niggas. It's okay. We do, yeah, that's true. We should make that a topic. That should be a topic. We should write that down for next week. Write <laughs> it down. Can't pick. <laughs> but this has been another episode it of has. CC Boys. It has, and we are getting the longest of the long. Episode 45. Hey, you already right. know what time it is. We outside. You're... I'm literally... I'm literally outside. He literally is, y'all. You know what I'm saying? He outside. Hey, run it back! Pray for salvation. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Bunny, where can they find you, ma'am? You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Roo. That's with double O, Roo. And don't forget to follow Not Another Girl Pod on Twitter, Not Another GP, as in Girl Pod, and on Instagram, Not Another Girl Pod. And we're dropping this Friday, so tune in. Hey, let's go. Make sure y'all listen to the Not Another Girl Podcast. Appreciate our sisters. Shout out to Tyga Pearl in the building. Well, she's not here with us right now, but she is always, always on Not Another Girl Pod. With Miss Bunny Rue. You know what I'm saying? Sloan, where can they find you good, sir? Uh, well, you can find me on Instagram, Sloan Kettering217. You can find me on Twitter, S underscore 21, uh, S underscore Kettering217. You can catch me on Twitter, hosting Rev Runs, Coffee with Rev from 7.30 until whenever we decide to, Thursday and Tuesdays and Thursdays. I also host uh, Filthy Spaces, I mean, Filthy DMs with Andino and Il Sam. And I'm also trying to kick off another space. We'll talk about it in another date. I'm always out here working, baby. Catch me. I'm finna get a uh, TikTok, so (laughs) 
Let's see if I can make this TikTok thing work. I don't know. I'm just out here. Just trying to be a, a multimedia whore. Get it. Hey. Listen, I'm 800 number one Shogun. You already know where you can find me on Facebook, on uh, IG, and I think also on YouTube, a.hun.theshogun. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, the Aaron Hunter, and also under the same moniker, a.hun.theshogun as well. You're, um, make sure that you check out all of our podcasts on the podcast network. Uh, make sure that you check out cdb podcast dropping on sundays i've been off for excuse me a little bit uh just been trying to catch up uh life has been happening so that does go on um and make sure that you also check us out every tuesday okay suit your boys podcast you already know what time it is and you know not another girl pod and rarely if any time i will drop a hun uh or the shogun soccer sit down uh i'm just gonna thunder jump a whole bunch because i literally just have backlogged and i just don't know when to drop it uh i keep thinking that i need to drop it at the right time but right now we are actually in the transfer window of the european soccer season so all of the action is happening and going on i will drop uh a video soon to talk about all of that and i also have a interview with craig rodis uh of the cincinnati soccer academy and the cincinnati sirens so that's gonna be going on your and i've been missing the so uh the soccer show man yeah, yeah, i've been watching a lot of i've been watching a lot of soccer lately so i'm yeah. like oh man yeah you know i was i was watching something the other day i don't know the, i don't know the fucking teams i was just watching it just to be watching it. I was like, hey, nigga, pass the ball for real. Y'all playing. Why you ain't giving it to that big Right? Well, see, that's the thing, though, is that now when I start to get, because I, I have a lot more people that have listened to a couple of, uh, the couple of episodes of the Shogun Soccer Sit Down that are not normal to the sport, right? So they're not engaged as much they don't have a, a team that they really connect with as of yet or they they don't have a history with the team so really their biggest thing is just trying to do their best to understand what's happening and going on so it's like you so the cool thing about it is like when people just come up to me and start talking to me about soccer that i normally don't uh or football that i normally don't talk to you about it and i'm like yo what's up let's go like i get so geeked out so, you know, thank you to everybody that's come up to me, that's listened to the Shogun Soccer sit down, that wants to chat, uh, just like my cousin. Uh, I would love to have you guys on. I want to figure out when you became a fan, what it is that you maybe don't know. Hey, maybe I can help you fill in some gaps and then we'll work it out. Oh, I found out dude's name I was talking about, Alexi Lamas. Ah, Alexi Lamas, I hate that dude so much but I, like I also understand I like yeah it is because he had a nice goatee he was redhead so everybody was like nah i don't really rock with him but he also is the person that uh was the gm at la galaxy at the time when david beckham came and he pretty yep. much changed the entire landscape of the mls community when it came to designated players so tidbit that you can take along with you but anyways, listen, this has been another episode of the Sucio Boys podcast. 
SpongeBob, can you do me a favor, please? I would really love to hear and get you together. Uh, listen here, B King. I need you to calm down real quick. Thank you. SpongeBob, if you could take us out, please. Thank you for your patronage. We appreciate y'all so much. This has been episode 45 of the Sushio Boys podcast. Y'all be safe. Bye. Bye.